Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reinbold, and this is the House of Ephraim show today. We do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in the show. It's Mark Reinbold. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time, that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois out what we call lovingly the corn patch, and you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God. And I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material, not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service. And we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. The subject matter, the attitude of the heart. The concept, real simple, it's God. It's God's Word, it's God's rules, and if we can get to the depth and or grow to the depth of this, you will find yourself walking in a place that you have never known with God. Let's start out this morning in Second Chronicles 25.2. Now, this is this is very, very, very interesting statement that's being made here. Just in this one verse tells the whole story of that chapter. Second Chronicles 25.2 And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. You, you mean you can do that which is right in the Lord and it still not be right? Afraid so. You, you understand that you can do the right things. You can go to church. Hmm? You can pay tithes and give offerings. But if your heart has not matured, then it's all, it's in vain. You, you did what you were supposed to do. But see, your your heart was far from that. Your heart was, uh, you know, I, I, I have to tell this story because it's so vivid to my life. And I, I, I was just saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and I was in a small Pentecostal church, and it's time to take the, take the offering. And, and so they were getting ready to pass the, the baskets, and all I had was a $20 bill to my name. I didn't have any in the bank. I didn't have any in a shoebox at home. I had $20. It was in my pocket, my billfold, and the problem arose, and it rose very quickly, that, bless God, that I had somehow to make change. Uh, you know, because I, I knew I had to buy gasoline uh, to go back and forth. Uh, I was look. I don't. I had my own small business. That's the main reason I was broke. Okay, and uh, and but anyway, I'm. I, you know, and all of a sudden, this voice, which was the Lord God, spoke to me and said, "Put it all on the plate." Well, Lord, this is all the money I got. Put it in the plate and prove me. That plate got closer. Now, now, I, I, the carnal mind, especially somebody like me, I suppose, I'm thinking, how can I make change out of that basket? <laughs> got a twenty here. Going to give two dollars. I need to get eighteen back. Huh? Yeah. Well, that wasn't going to work either, was it? And so, being a Jew, it's a little hard to turn to turn loose of 
money anyway, okay? My, my, my grandfather said of his father, my great-grandfather, of whom I uh, knew, and, and uh, I think I was 12 years old when he went on to be, be with the Lord, and he used to say of him he could actually rub the Indian off, a, off of an Indian head nickel before he'd turn loose of it, okay? Yeah, I come from all that. So, so the, the, the basket's getting closer. I'm becoming, at this point, more than a little nervous, okay? Here comes this voice again. Put it in the basket and prove me. The basket came up, and I just finally took that thing, and I just threw it down that basket with my eyes closed. Probably hoping, if, the, if you could have read my heart, it missed the basket, landed on the floor. <laughs> I could pick it up on the way, you know, when I sat down. So I go home now, and, I'm, and I don't have a full tank of gas either, by the way. So I get, I get home, and, 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 and the, first thing, the first thing that the stinking devil right, right out the chute uh, speaks to me was, what are you going to do now? I didn't have answers. Now, the right answer would have been believe God. Okay, I, probably everybody in this room knows that. Old Decker didn't know that at that stage with the Lord, okay? The only thing I knew, I had no money. I'm about out of gasoline. I don't, I, I, and no money's going to come in anywhere, okay? So I don't know whether it was two, I, I suppose I could say three days, and that sounds very, very biblical, okay? Uh, I'm not sure, uh, but it, it, in just a very uh, few days, uh, two or three days, Bless God, uh, it just happened to be that uh, I had got a contracting job that was very good. They got, the fellow gave me a down payment, and, and, and all of a sudden, I'm driving down the road going home. And all of a sudden, the voice speaks again. And the Lord God said to me, Now, let your heart be right, and it will work. First time I ever heard that was then. And I know for, in my walk with the Lord in all these years, the battle becomes your mind and your heart. And once you get to the, get to the, to the place where you understand this up here <laughs> is never going to match that down there. This up here is going to tell you everything that the world would do, okay, that makes sense. You see, with God, because he's a supernatural God, he's not into this what makes sense, all right? He's into being God. And, and again, he brings forth all these rules. If you and I can get our, our place in a, get in a position to just to grasp a hold of and understand. Uh, now, go to 32 of Second Chronicles. We've got a few one-versers here this morning. Second Chronicles thirty two thirty one. Okay. Howbeit in the business of the ambassadors of the princes of Babylon, who sent unto him to inquire of the wonder that was done in the land, God left him to try him that he might know all that was in his heart. Now the reason I want to come back to this again is the fact that there's something about this God that wants to know what's inside of here continuously. 
See, it's not, it's not enough. And, not, and you know, there's so many things. And, and, and listen, uh, because we're going to do what we're going to do tonight with the oil, uh, tomorrow uh, morning, uh, Sunday morning, uh, when we get done, uh, I'm, I'm then going to open things up uh, for everybody that wants to participate to get some of these things out of our, out of our hearts. See, see when, you, when, when you have, uh, bless God, rejection in your heart, when you got, when you got that there, that, that, that's so hard. You, can, you, can, you can't please God with rejection in your heart. You want to know why? You have to understand. Everything that God has permitted you to go, is what? What's in your heart? To see, to see what's there. Can, can, can you be somebody that, bless God, that gets away? You know what sowing discord is all about and judgment? It's all about this. You know where it comes from? It comes from hearing. Faith comes by hearing, right? It comes from hearing too many people, Americans, don't have anything to do besides gossip, so discord through judgment. That's all they've got to do. You know, that's the reason I said stay off the Internet, you know. Stay, if you're on this Facebook thing, push the button and delete it or whatever you do. I'm no, that's gossiping. Just get off of it and leave it alone. Why? Well, we're going to talk about it, but I, I'm going to wait till we get to the Scriptures. You have to understand sowing and reaping. You must understand that. That scriptural law works just the same in the spirit world, in your heart, as it does going out as the farmers right now here in the Midwest are busy about preparing their fields and planting their fields now. There will be, there will be a harvest. And the same thing goes with the supernatural side of it. And, and, and when, you begin, when you begin to realize in, in somewhere along the line, but I'm going to tell you what makes you get to the point of realization. You look into that spiritual mirror at yourself, and you're just not happy with what you're seeing. You just know. How many times, and, and please don't everybody stand up at once. I'm already standing, okay? I'll stand for all of you. How many times, bless God, is it always somebody else's fault? Hmm? I love what somebody said one time years ago. When you do that, you got three more pointing right back at you the other way. You know, you better you better look. And and it's the truth. But but brothers and sisters, we you see we're so busy. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Most of us are so busy about nothing. We can't come to the grips of understanding what it is we should really be busy about. Because there is so much going on. There's so, and, and listen, Satan comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. We know that. So if he's out here, what do you think that, that, why do you think that it's so important to get this message across? Because Satan understands that if you ever get your heart right, he's out of business. He's out of business. You won't be, he won't, you will not be controlled any further. You will control completely. And he knows that. So again, the scripture comes back down, and, and, and there was many other places, or a number of other places, uh, but he's going to know what's in your heart. Now, 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 Prophet, are you trying to say that God is continually looking here? Yes, continually. He's looking to see what this is doing. Well, what, what about this up here? Well, we'll get to that a little later. But the, but the problem is that 
you have to understand that your heart is of such an importance to God that he said it's the number one thing that he uses, or law, to move you, what, either further toward him or it pushes you further away from him, and you don't know it. You're in church every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, Wednesday night, whatever, whatever those things that you might do. But at the same time, are you? See, that was the, that was the very thing that, that I've screamed at the church for four years. Where is the power of God at? Where is the church of Acts today on this earth? Show me. Bring me men. Bring me women that bless God that can, that can move mountains in the name of the Lord God, Yeshua. There isn't any. And the reason there isn't any is because the ministry was not capable of taking the people into the depths of God's Word so you could grow up. They wouldn't let the prophets in. The church don't want the prophets. I wonder why. Say, I love you, Brother Deckard. Got you now. Wouldn't let us in. They, they weren't going to put up with us. They're not going to put up with all this carrying on. I don't know how many times I, early on in the ministry I go into, I go into a Pentecostal or a charismatic church, and, and I was always asking, asking the pastor, I said, now, pastor, if there's anything that you don't want me to, to do, just tell me. Well, well now, 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 Brother Deckard, uh, I was down at such and such church when I saw you to invite you here, and, and, and could you just not talk about this sin thing? That's like telling a prophet that you don't, you don't need to drink a water the rest of your life, you know? But that happened more often than not. Don't talk about the sin thing because I don't want my people to be upset. But his people needed to be upset. See, I, as I said, it's the sin in your life that is beating you from the things of God. It doesn't have, you know, I love the way, especially have been, you know, I had the opportunity to be in the Pentecostal church. Started out as a, as a, a EUB, which become the United Methodist, and, uh, and then got into a Pentecostal church, a charismatic church. And so I got, got an opportunity to, to see a real mixture uh, of all of it. And, 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 you know, bless God, I'm going to tell you what I really come to conclusion of. The only thing that made us any different in church was the fact that we had we had the, the the Messiah as our Savior, okay, which in the end is everything. But other than that, <laughs> then people across the street, those heathens, you know, they 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 were some of them doing a lot better than we were doing. So, huh? Did you ever you ever you ever you ever get around people that are making all this money? And you're going, well, they're they're heathens. They don't even believe God. How could that be? How could that be? Well, that's, that's shortly come to an end, by the way. If you've been watching uh, CNN and all the Fox and all the, the networks, you know, they're now saying it is inevitable, it is inevitable that our money system is going to fold up. It's not, not, they're not saying anymore, well, you know, we're going through some tough times. And, of course, uh, some of them are saying, well, look what the stock market's doing. What did I tell you about the stock market here, what's it been a year or so ago? That's only for the rich boys and girls. Don't have a thing to do with people like me and you, okay? 
It's for the rich people. It's not an indicator as to how. You know what the indicator is? There were more foreclosures this month than, than, than there was, I don't know, for the whole last year or whatever it was, but it was terrible. The indicator is the fact that we can't pay back all those trillions of dollars of money. The indicator is that America's Savior, Mr. Obama, ain't going to end up being a Savior at all. And that's the truth. The agenda is set. All right? Now, listen to me. God purposed the heart of our president and all of his men, cabinet and or women. That's all been purposed for God. We're right on schedule, folks. We're, we're, you know, well, the devil, the devil. No, the devil's not got anything to do with this. God has purposed. He has purposed. What's going to happen? We were talking the other day. Uh, if, if the trucking industry, something happens and they can't run trucks, in three days there will be no food anywhere. Well, what are you going to do then? Well, if you're sitting under this prophet, you're doing what you need to be doing. You put up stores. You got food. Bless God, you, you prepared yourself because you're going to need it. Then find out how many of those brothers and sisters and moms and dads and cousins and aunts and uncles are going to be knocking on your door because you're the craziest old boy and old gal on the block right now. Huh? Why, you're in the old cult. <laughs> okay, all right. Say what you want to say, you know. But I'll guarantee you, he's going to raise us up. Why? Because we're doing what he tell, he's telling us to do. That's the reason that it's incredibly important that you learn this stuff. Now, I'm, I'm just going to ask, ask a question here. For those of you that have been around at the ministry and learning from the ministry, how many of you are are are, are getting the, the materials, the, the CDs, and, and studying? Uh, you're actually ordering them and studying. Put your hand up. Okay, that's not too bad. Okay, there's probably be two-thirds of you that, that are doing that. For the other third that's not, you better get started. You know, uh, again, uh, th- this will end up running over you like a Mack truck before it's all over. You, you're, the, and there's only one way when you're around a real prophet that it works, and it's that way. You're either going to get in, or the word's going to run you off. There isn't any. And so, in other words, I feed enough word by the anointing for you to choke on if you can't swallow it. Okay? So for those of you that aren't, li- listen, listen closely. You need to order the materials. You need to start studying. Okay? Every day you have to study the word. Enough said. Let us go on. Now, in Ezra, I have a scripture there, 710. Ezra 710. Give you a moment to get to get, to get there. Seven ten of Ezra. Now here is a beginning, okay? Seven ten of Ezra. And it says, For Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach in Israel statutes and judgments. Now, he did what? He had to do something. He had to prepare his heart 
to seek the law. Had to prepare his heart. What happens if you want to uh, have a, a bless God, a, a sandwich this afternoon or whatever we might have out there? Well, the girls had to do what? They had to prepare the food in order for you to eat it, didn't they? Okay? You have to prepare your heart in order to partake of the Word of God. You have to prepare it. Well, how do you, how do you, how do you prepare that? <clears throat> well, there's an old adage down here in redneck country. It's come hell or high water. Okay? You're going to serve the Lord. No matter what it takes, no matter, no, no story, no matter if it hair lips, hair lips the Pope. And sometimes it does. I'm going to get this done. You have to set your heart as Flint that you are unshakable, okay? You're unshakable. You're going to stand upon the rock. Who is that? Yeshua. And when the storms come, you're not going anywhere. Why? You know that you know that you know. What do you know? You know that whatever's coming, God's going to see. He's going to see what's in your heart. Didn't he say he would humble us? Absolutely. He's going to see what's in our heart. And by what he observes of our heart, again, lets him know something very, very important. If you are being prepared for the Father's use through the Son, or are you being prepared because you want to be religious? And he knows that. You know, every once in a while, quite often as a matter of fact, I, I, I'm saying to the ministry, You've got to look at your hearts, and you've got, you've got to understand and ask yourself one important question. What am I doing here? What is the motives behind me being here? What is that all about? Uh, folks, I've been in this business so many years, and it's not fair to you, okay? But that's just the way it works. After, after all these years, bless God, the, the, the thing of it is, I've seen them come, I've seen them go. I've watched people come into service with motives that was unbelievable, the, the, the reasons they were there. I've watched the, the people that want to be prophets come in and pray and, 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 and just, oh, God, let, let, let Prophet Deckers stand me up and prophesy over me, the, the prophet that you've called me to be, so everybody will know and everybody will understand baloney. You've all heard me. Well, though not the ones of you are new, but you're about to now hear me say, this thing that I do is a curse. It's not a blessing. Nobody who 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 likes prophets? Well, few people do. Yeah, uh, real few. Okay. Who would want to do what I do? As I said, I've been spit at. I've been kicked. Bless God, I've been shot at. I, they they tried to murder me by burning down a, a hotel one time. Bless God, I've 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 had to be hidden closets. I was in one closet for three days in an airport before the, an airplane landed that could get me out of there because a Muslim was standing outside waiting to kill me. Now, 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 now you get to have a lot of time to think about things when, when that's going on. You know? Ask me what the attitude of my heart was then. <laughs> if I'd had a gun, I'd have used it probably, Okay. But you see, the process is all the same, whether, whether it's, and each one of you, there's no one in this room this morning that does not have a story about God humbling you, 
But what do we look at that at when humbling comes? Do you know how we react because of the lack the lack of knowledge? You know how we act? Help! Oh my, oh my, I gotta talk to the prophet. I just, I'm telling you, I'm, the, Satan's come in and, and we're going under here. We need some help. Now I'm telling you, I don't know, oh, what are we gonna do? Oh, 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 you gotta let me talk. I mean, we gotta, we gotta. I hope that sounds ridiculous because that's what goes on at our telephone every week. Somebody is calling a no. Usually the drama queens, okay? If you get my drift of what that's all about. But you see what they, they, they don't understand. Now listen to me, because this is backwards from the world. They are being given an opportunity to move on with God. And instead of seeing this as an opportunity, what do they see it as? Hell on earth. Okay? But he said, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to humble you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to see what's in your heart. And then we'll see about you going where to the next step. See, some of us think we're on step ten and we haven't left step zero yet. Okay? And, that, and that's what really gets tough about all this because uh, every once in a while, okay, every once in a while we stop and we evaluate ourselves. You should do that at least once a year. You should take time and go on a long fast. And you should evaluate yourself. You should say to your Lord, have I, am, I, am I advancing? Because I'm going to tell you what it's all, always like. It's, like. it's like this. You take one step this way, and you take about three this way, right? Pretty well the way we all go through it. But you see, once you understand the plan, then you can understand the circumstance that you're in is not a dire, straight circumstance. You ain't going under, Okay? God is doing what? He wants to bring you forth. Because if you can learn, as I said, if you can learn this principle this weekend, you're going to find out that, bless God, that this will work in every situation in your life. You know, when I begin to teach intercessory prayer to the intercessors, and we're somehow going to get to that, uh, uh, guys and gals, I, I, I don't know when, but we're going to try to find a, a time when we'll just, you know, we'll have just... Just that. But when I begin to teach that, the first thing I teach intercessors is the thing that you've got to stop doing every time you have an ache or a pain, thinking that, bless God, there's something wrong with you. All right? Now, uh, now when I minister, there, there's a lot of things that goes on with me. God audibly speaks to me as he is this morning, as he does every time I come under this anointing. And then I can do one or two things. As, and sometimes, and some of you, most of you have been here when all of a sudden I start calling out the infirmities that's in the room. And as you watch, here they come. Or I, God lets me begin to feel what's going on. When I first started, started as a minister, the way I knew if somebody was in the room that had arthritis, it felt like uh, somebody shut my arms in, in a car door. And every time that, now it take a while to get, to get to get all that you know put in place because boy at first I go man why I never had this happen to me or a backache or a neckache or uh, you know uh, like I said uh, one time I was preaching and it got down to the, uh, the hangnail on on the big toe of the left foot 
See, that's how much God cares about you. He knows where you're at. He knows that you're hurting when you're hurting. But he also knows something else. He made provision. He wrote a set of rules, which is this book called the Holy Scriptures, and there is a way past that. But, folks, most of us, most of the church today is still wallowing over here at square zero, thinking they're at square whatever, 10 or 15 or 5,000, and they've never left the first block because they have not been properly taught. It's the lack of knowledge that destroys us. And we have sat in the churches, and we thought we had all the knowledge we needed, right? And we were happy until we begin to have to face the truth. And what is the truth? God is still God. God is still powerful. And God still has his anointed on the face of this earth. It's not changed. And once we can teach you properly, you know what? You're going to teach other people properly. That's what these fellowships are all about. And once they are taught, they're going to teach. And then, bless God, before too long, we're going to have a lot of people learning a lot of things that's right, and there's going to be a lot of stories go around, true stories, about the blind seeing and the lame walking finally again. Hmm? Finally again. The cancer is leaving. It's finally going to happen. It's finally going to take place. Now, you know what? That's not going to take place because we're good old boys and girls. It's going to take place because we properly, we properly took in the Word of Almighty God and applied it. Once you apply the Word, it will work, right, if you do it right. Let's go to Job. Boy, this thing, this thing with Job, you know, what a story that old boy has, right? Woo! I thank God. I thank God. I haven't had to go through what Job went through. Job 15. I'm sorry. I don't think I said where we're going in Job, did I? 12 and 13. Job 15, 12 and 13. Why doth thine heart carry thee away? And what do thy eyes wink at? that thou turnest thy spirit against God, and lettest such words go out of thy mouth. Well, there's some friendly people here. He said, why are you letting your heart carry you away? You know why he's talking about carrying you away from God? Because he turns, he turns around, and, and this thing, uh, when he says, and what do thy eyes wink at? You know what, you know what that is? You know, every once in a while we say, well, God every once in a while winks when you're young and trying to grow in an area. In the beginning, he'll kind of wink at it, like kind of let it go. That's what he's saying here. He said, and what do you, what do you, what do, you, what do thy eyes wink at? Thinking that it'll, and why does thou turn thy spirit against God? And let us such words go out of thy mouth. How could you do that? Well, there's no sense we're going to, I'm going to use the scripture later on here today. Out of the abundance of the heart, what? This thing that flops up here all the time is going to tell you what they believe. If you want to know what you believe, you wait till you get in a bind and you listen to your mouth. Because your mouth is going to tell you what you believe. Your mouth is going, your mouth is either going to speak the righteousness of God's word, or it's going to speak the evil of your speaking. Okay? 
Well, I thought I was healed. We talked a little about that last night. Oh, but my back, if it was you, I thought I was healed. What does that do? <laughs> Nothing. Besides, let you lose what you might have had through healing. See, it, there's never a time for saying uncle. You know? You know when you use a kid? Everybody gets you an arm long, say, say uncle, or I'm not going to let go. You've got to get where you're not, you're not going to say uncle. Break my arm. I'm not saying uncle. God's Word said it. I believe it. That settles it. Satan, get out of here in the name of Yeshua. That's all you've got to do. But do you know what we do? Again, we're dealing in this world here, even though we were created as spiritual beings living in a body, that one day we'll go back to that spiritual being. But we operate by what we see and hear and touch and feel. And, huh? That's the way we operate. That's my 20, that's, all, that's all the money I got. What am I doing? Hey, I'm reasoning this thing out. Let's get real here. We can play Santa Claus later. Right? But how could you ever believe in a Santa Claus <laughs> and an Easter bunny, okay, and not believe God? See, I have always said most, most of the parents don't understand by teaching their children that there's some jolly St. Nicholas coming down the down the fireplace thing or through the front door or whatever, once that child grows up and finds out, well, it was just a fairy tale, what do you think that they have to fight when it comes to this God they can't see? No one thought about that at the church either as Santa Claus came down the aisle of the church on Christmas handing the children packages, right? Nobody thought of that one. Well, the fact of it is, we've, we, again, we are of our own hurt. Job 31.7, just over another 16 pages, I guess. Now, he's, this is really neat here, the statement that he's making. One, uh, go to 7. I, I actually have 1 through 7, so I didn't get it down. Uh, but the seventh verse says, If my step hath turned out of the way, and mine heart walked after mine eyes, and if any blot hath cleaved to my hands. What's, what's he talking about? If, I, if, my, if, if, if my spirit, if I've got myself in such a bind that, bless God, that all this stuff and I've walked after, what do we walk after? We walk after our eyes. You're walking after your eyes when you're saying, well, you know, I know I'm healed, but, but I'm still hurting. Folks, I, I, I'm not talking about physical. I'm talking about spiritual. The key of understanding this is when you can come to the point that Paul came to. Whether I live or whether I die, I belong to him. It makes no difference. If this is if this is anything like heaven, I don't, I, you know, <laughs> and it's not. No, it don't. It could never even touch. In the greatest moment you could think of this earth being as heaven. But the fact is, we are so tied up into where we're at here on this earth, the carnality of ourselves, we walk according to our eyes. 
We judge everything by what we see. And that's what gets us in trouble. Now, now let's go to the supernatural side of this thing with Satan for a moment. The demons, Satan himself, only knows. Now, I taught this in the, in the series I did on demonology, okay? If you've studied it, you've heard it. But they only know what they see and what they hear. They, they, they don't read minds. Don't get into that. If they had it, they'd have found Yeshua when he was born, and, and he would have been done in before he ever got out of the manger, all right? But the fact of it is, as long as they can hear you say, okay, as long as they can hear you say out of your mouth that you're hurting, okay, or you're this, or you're broke, or you're that, or you're depressed, or you're oppressed, they're not going to leave you alone. But if you can understand something, you can outweigh them simply by outweighting them. By saying the right thing, sooner or later, they're not going to monkey around with somebody they're not getting anywhere with. No, there's too many of you they can't monkey around with, okay? So, sooner or later, they're going to do what? They're going to leave you alone, and they're going to find somebody else they can really get after. That's the way this thing works. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not standing here telling you that it's an easy thing, an easy thing to work, because it's not. Depending upon the degree of, again, whether you're broke or depressed or sick or whatever it is, depending upon the degree of that is, is you know, wherever that's at. And, and so how hard is that? It's kind of like the Lord said to me one time, is it, the angel come and said, is it harder for God to raise the dead? Does it take more anointing to raise the dead than it does a common cold? I said, oh, it must, it must take a lot more anointing. The angel said, no, no, same anointing. Now, to my carnal mind, I started going bonkers. I'm going, now, wait, 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 wait a minute. If thou canst believe, huh? Sometimes, part of the time, all the time, all the time. If you can believe all things, all things. All things are yours. You have to believe. You have to believe God. To believe God, you've got to trust God. First, you've got to know there's God. Okay? Secondly, you've got to know there's a God that cares about you personally. And He does. Somebody say amen. amen. He cares. Say, He cares for me. He cares. Absolutely. Like, like we'll never understand. He cared enough to give His only Son. What are you willing to give? Huh? You willing to commit yourself to this God? Are you willing to bless God to decide that you're going to trust in Him no matter what the circumstances are in your life? Or are you going to just stay downtrodden the rest of your life? Only you can make those decisions. I can't make them for you. You can't make them for me. But you can make them before the Lord God. But you have to understand something, brothers and sisters. The minute that you commit yourself to that kind of depth with God, you, you know, you want to start binding up the stinking devil, 
Because here he's going to come knocking. He's going to come knocking. Why? Because his place is to steal that from you. So there's going to be a circumstance, isn't there? Yeah, and, and, and does God even use those kind of circumstances as to find out what's in your heart? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all there. Let's go, let's go now to the, book of, uh, to the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms. The tenth, the tenth uh, chapter. Now, of course, you know, when you're, you get into this, there's Psalms and Proverbs has got lots about the heart, and we're going to cover most of that uh, this morning. Psalms 10.6. I love it. 10.6. He has said in his heart, I shall not be moved, for I shall never be in adversity. He has said in his heart. He has said in his heart. What have you said in your heart? Well... I'm going to believe this as long as I'm wealthy, healthy, and whatever. Well, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to believe this. And, and, folks, that's what we do. It's easy to believe God's Word when you don't have any adversity in your life. It's easy. Had a guy one time, he was leaning against his brand-new car, of which I happen to know the family, and and his his father and grandfather had built that business up, and so he's leaned against this this new car, and he's telling me that uh, that bless God that he has no problem walking in faith for finances. I'm sitting there going, "You dummy! I wouldn't have any trouble walking in faith for my finances either. If my granddaddy, my daddy left me the money you got left. See, but some of us can walk." in faith in some areas, and others can't walk in faith in that area, all right? But again, what you need to need to understand is that when the old rubber meets the road, as they say, when it comes upon you, what we got to do is change the thing. Remember when we went through the, through the, the, the seminar that we did on the imagination uh, and how that your mind controls you? Well, see, now we're taking this further now because what we're doing is that's what happens here, which we taught you how to eliminate, okay, as we went through it. Remember, we began to talk to you about the images that you have, change the images that you're having to the positive images that line up to the Word of God. And now we're saying, now look, now this is going to change. So once, once you can conclude in all this that, bless God, that this, this works together and it works powerfully, if, in fact, you can understand, okay? Why do you, why do you have resentment against somebody in the family, a friend? Huh? Well, why, why, why do you have resentment? What, 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 what's, what's that about? See, that's an attitude of your heart. And you have to answer to those things. You have to understand with that. Remember the calloused heart? Callous. You have unforgiveness? Callous. If you have dissension with us, callous. Huh? 
And it goes on, it goes on, it goes on until your whole heart has become calloused. And then, bless God, the Word of God, the Word of God can't get through it because why? That is what you're living. Every day you're living a calloused heart that can't be penetrated because what? The hurts and the pains, huh? The things that have been said that you just know, like I said, can never forgive and go on. You've got to be quick to forgive. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. You've got, you need to be quick to forgive. Don't, don't let, see, unforgiveness will bring all kind of, all kind, I had a person get in the healing line years ago, and the Lord God told me they were, they were dying, this woman was dying of cancer. Got in the healing line, and, and the Lord God told me, said, you, you tell her to go uh, forgive her uh, sister-in-law, and, and she'll be healed. And boy, did it make her mad. She stomped out of here. She didn't have unforgiveness in her heart. On her deathbed, she decided she might give the, the, the word of the prophet a try. Called her sister-in-law and, and uh, forgave her. And within a few days, she was cancer-free. Something about unforgiveness, folks. Something about it. You've got to check here. What's in your heart? What is there that's holding you back from God being able to bring you forth into his kingdom? What is it that you're going to let hold you back? A rotten childhood? Well, bless God, I was an unwanted child. There aren't any such things as unwanted children. Okay? You weren't a mistake. (laughs) Sorry. That's a wonderful excuse, but it won't hold no water with God. He created all things. And he created all things perfectly, all right? Somebody needs to hear that this morning. You didn't just show up. Hmm? No, no. To the hand of Almighty God. Let's do, uh, let's do uh, Psalms 12. A couple pages over. Psalms 12. I'm sure having a good time. Psalms 12, 1 through 4. Help, Lord. For the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. They speak vanity, every one, with his neighbor, with flattering lips, and with a double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Who have said with our tongue, we will prevail, our lips are our own, who is Lord over us? Now, Make that, I want you to read it again, and make that your lips speaking these words. That you're going to prevail. Your own lips. You're going to prevail. Your own lips. You're going to prevail. Well, I can't help it. I'm broke, and I, I mean, I know I prayed the prayer, and I had the oil, but I'm still, you know, I'm still broke. That's what that is. You prevail with your own lips over the situations of your life. Every time you open your mouth, Bless God, something coming. You know, that I, I was the only way that this prophet began to straighten this out in my life. I'm a scorekeeper, okay? And I took myself a big old piece of legal paper, and bless God, every, every time that I'd come home from work, I'd sit down and I'd meditate, and everything that I'd said according to the Word of God that day, I put on one column. And everything I said contrary to the Word of God, I put in the other column. Now, now I'm not sure what the ration, 
uh, uh, ratio was in that. But let's just let's just pretend like I had four things here and thirty over on this side. Now I don't mean I don't mean thirty over this thing side, which meant I was doing speaking the, the positive things of God's word. No, I only had four on that side. Folks, when you, you the only way that I and I'm not saying this will work for you, but you might try it. Okay, the only way that I could prevail was to physically be able to look at the score. And when I began to understand by looking at that, see, because your mind will lie to you every time. Oh, dear God, it'll lie, lie, lie. See, you all think you're doing good. Listen to me, you ain't. Oh, that cringes in school teachers. Oh, 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 so your so your lips are going to lie to you. Your lips are going telling you, "Well, I'm doing all right." Well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, now I might not be doing quite, you know, where I am. And but your heart will never lie to you. Your heart will always tell you the truth. If 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 one thing, you're seeking the living God with your whole heart. See, and we'll we'll put this in perspective before we we end here tomorrow. So you can understand the order in which this all works. You have to seek Him with a whole heart. He has to be number uno in your life 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It isn't a game. It is a way of life. It's a way of life. And if, and, and if you can make it a way of life, it'll work for you. If you want to play this little game up here where you've got a lot of motives in mind and none of them are including this. See, the, see, these are the things that you heard me say when we started four years ago. If you will come and study, okay, and take all of this <clears throat> baloney, that's a nice word, and write all these things that you think thus saith God's telling you on a piece of paper, then wad them up and throw them away, huh? and you'll learn and you'll begin to grow, I can teach you. I can teach you how to prevail. But I can't teach you how to prevail if you're not going to participate. Because, see, again, what's the motive of your heart? What's this thing about? So you can be what? Some spiritual whatever? Uh, no, no. You can become some scriptural Whatever, okay? So like I said, I don't know what spirituality is, but I can tell you what scripturality is. It's somebody that studies the Word of God day and night. Somebody that, bless God, would rather be alone with God than to watch the best TV program or to be on Facebook. I wish I knew what that was. I hear a lot of that. Uh, folks, I don't hardly know much more than how to turn my computer on, okay? But I got one. Donna, if you don't come in here and straighten this thing up, I'm throwing this thing straight out the window. And she knows me well enough to know she better hurry up, because that's where it's headed. <laughs> what happened to the, the pencil, you know, the paper? See, I'm, I'm still back at the whole thing about them cassette tapes. Huh? That's the only way to go. I don't care if they quit making those tape players. Make one. 
I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, and somebody says, <laughs> after I've made statements about the tech, well, well probably, they, CDs is what people, CDs, I said, who wants CDs? Tapes is a thing. Tapes. <laughs> well, let me just tell you this. CDs are the thing. Okay. Yeah, a little old-fashioned, mm-hmm. a little eccentric. Yeah, no, a whole lot of centric. Hey, thank you again so much. That's Prophet Tom Deckard, Mount Carmel, Illinois, Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor, find out what's going on here, and you won't be disappointed. So, again, you can also get more. All the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all that. You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com, and we'll be praying for your prayer request. Again, that's cradle at jewishprophet.com. Shalom. Until next week, remember, with God, all things are possible.